Hi, this is Glenn O'Neill. Today is September 21st, and this is episode 5 of A Close Look at San Filippo Syndrome. 10 minutes going over five topics in the world of San Filippo and some of the work we've been doing here at Cure San Filippo Foundation. As a reminder, San Filippo Syndrome is a rapidly degenerative and fatal disease in children. So let's get started. The first topic is I want to highlight a recent presentation by our Chief Scientific Officer, Dr. Kara O'Neill. She spoke at the Gene Therapy for Metabolic Disorders Summit uh, 2021, and that was just last week. Her presentation was titled, Utilizing Patient and Caregiver Preference to Guide Treatment Targets. And there was a quote in this presentation by Dr. Jose Sacristan, and his quote said, most research questions are posed from a medical or regulatory perspective, and they are often based on what has been called the culture of laboratory, which is excessively focused on basic science and often removed from the true needs of the patients. So that was a really interesting quote, and you know it's one of the challenges we've been fighting is to ensure that the caregiver's voice is being heard early and often and incorporated into the process. So this presentation included a slide on the draft guidance wording from the FDA, which did acknowledge the importance of caregiver preference. Uh, I talked about the clinical trial challenges of the past few years in San Filippo syndrome, and possibly some of the reasons you know they haven't been successful yet is uh, you know not incorporating that caregiver preference right from the start. The identification and the prioritization of unmet needs in San Filippo syndrome and how we've been able to highlight some areas not previously considered. There's considerations for the natural history study design, and then the PROVIDE study, which is a study which is patient-reported outcomes by video. So the takeaways from this presentation were, number one, capture patient preference information early and throughout the drug development process. Two, utilize patient preference information in selecting and prioritizing clinical outcome assessments. And then the third is incorporating real-world evidence, possibly through videos paired with interviews, which can be useful to capture meaningful change in neurodegenerative disease states and for follow-up. So it's hugely important for industry partners, clinicians, researchers, and regulatory to hear these key takeaways and recommendations. And we hope they'll be incorporated more and more into the drug development process. Next, I want to tell you we've just launched the Step Up to Cure San Filippo Challenge. Last year, when in-person events were being canceled, uh, a supporter brought us this idea to do basically a virtual anywhere you are challenge for walking or basically the number of steps you walk. So we created this Step Up Challenge, and last year it raised over $75,000 with over 45 campaigns. So this year, we're back at it and we have a goal of $100,000. You know, these fundraisers are how the research is funded, so they're very important, and we figured why not shoot for the stars and go for 100,000. So this will take place between the dates of October 14th through the 18th, with the big day being on Saturday, October 16th. But we're really flexible on the dates of when folks are able to do this, and this is an opportunity to spread awareness, to advocate, and to fundraise. And it actually starts now. Uh, people are setting up their campaigns and their challenges now. They're fundraising. They're getting sponsorships. Um, and it runs through October 18th. So why stepping? Why, why are we stepping for these children? You know, there's a heartbreaking poignance to the reality of the disease and, you know, dedicating your steps to help children who have this disease that literally robs them of the ability to walk. You know, it's heartbreaking to see, and I can attest personally to the loss 
of a lot of mobility in my daughter, Eliza. She can still walk and run some, which we're very happy about and very thankful for, but it's very, very different than just a few years ago and what she was able to do. So uh, your step-up efforts help fund research that could someday preserve the ability of children uh, with San Filippo to walk. So that's a pretty awesome thing, and, and that's, that's where our hope is. And just like last year, you have the complete flexibility on how you run your step-up challenge. You can clock your typical daily steps. You can challenge yourself to a, a specific distance for a walk or a run. You can ride, even ride a few miles on your bike. Your activity goal is entirely up to you, and we would just love your participation. The website is up and running, and there's also some cool swag uh, giveaways. So we hope you will join us and start today uh, by visiting curesff.org steps and click on Become a Fundraiser. Next up is newborn screening. Uh, so this month, September, is Newborn Screening Awareness Month. So newborn screening would be a game changer uh, for the developments and of treatments with San Filippo syndrome if it existed in, in every state. Uh, number one, it would allow kids to potentially receive the most benefit uh, to any treatment being explored, and that's simply because you know the earlier you can intervene in this, the, a disease like San Filippo, the likely the better outcomes will be seen. Um, number two, we can understand the true number of children with the disease. And that helps because you know we real have a real challenge of getting kids diagnosed early in life. Uh, and the more you can understand your population and identify a population where they're likely to show the greatest treatment effect, that actually ends up drawing in the drug companies and gets them interested in developing various treatments for the condition. So all of this activity can be a benefit across the whole population of San Filippo if we were to have newborn screening. Cure San Filippo Foundation is supporting a pilot newborn screening program in New York called Screen Plus. And it's important because it's designed in a way to collect data that could be supportive in petitioning uh, at the federal government level uh, to recommend newborn screening for San Filippo. The recommended uniform screening panel, which is called the RUSP, uh, is the national guideline for newborn screening. And it's a recommendation at the federal level uh, but actually states on average take about seven years to actually implement these recommendations and they also require funding at the state level to to be able to do this. So having the federal recommendations is hugely important, uh, but there are other steps to timely newborn screening that have to be overcome. And advocacy can occur at the state level. I mean, there are certain diseases that are screened for that are not part of the federal recommendation. So advocacy can happen at the state level and we could potentially can get some movement there as well. So we celebrate and we support Newborn Screening Awareness Month. And for more on our project uh, with newborn screening, you can visit curesff.org slash article five. Next up, we hit an important milestone not too long ago. We've now gone over 100 partner families around the world that work with our foundation. So what does it mean to be a partner family? Well, let me take you back a little bit to the origin of our foundation back in late 2013. We created Cure San Filippo Foundation to try to make a big impact on raising millions of dollars for research. As we knew to move the needle in research and particularly in rare disease research, uh, it can take significant funding. So we started with just one family, our family, and we told our story for the greater cause. 
there was no real grand plan on how to build the foundation or grow the foundation other than being open to anyone who was interested and wanted to help and being transparent about our mission and goals. It was during the first year of the foundation that a family, the Hyder family, parents of Rylan, uh, saw some of our campaigns and some of the media and they reached out to us basically saying, we love what you're doing. Uh, we want to become involved. We love the mission. You know, how can we become part of this? So with that, I reached out to them and we started working together on trying to help them get support locally, uh, do some fundraisers, even get some media. And less than a week later, another family, parents of Abigail, reached out, the Means family. And then another and then another family and from there they came in very quickly and that's really when the light bulb went off uh, this this could be something possibly much larger than we had even thought when we began the foundation so what i realized was families not only wanted hope for their child uh, but they also wanted to be part of creating that hope and it's been so inspiring to see just in the past days we've had new families join the fight the parents of sammy kelly the parents of Blake Howard, both here in the United States, and parents of Eden and Abel in France. Now here we are at 100 plus families. To learn more about just how our foundation works with the families, visit curesff.org culture. And if you're a family considering jumping in the fight, we would love to have you. The more we have in the fight, the quicker the research can get funded and can lead to answers. And lastly, I'd like to share with you that we've recently established a professional advisory board. This is a group of volunteers who have expertise in various industries who have agreed to help out the foundation with advice on topics related to their field. This is different than our board of directors who lead our foundation and different from our scientific advisory board who specifically evaluate the scientific research proposals and help us prioritize which to fund. We have so many supporters who care deeply about finding a cure for San Filippo. Not just families, but relatives of families and supporters of families. So many with valuable experience in areas that could help our foundation and that want to help our foundation. Now we have a formal way to interact with the creation of the professional advisory board. We have six members already in fields like business development, pharmaceutical, patient advocacy, special education, and neuroscience. Uh, so it's really exciting the, the insight we're gonna be able to get from some of these folks. In the coming weeks, we'll look to have more information about these individuals up on our website with bios. And we look to grow this group, uh, you know, depending on the needs and the gaps to fill for our foundation. So we're so thankful to them for agreeing and taking their time to be a resource for Cure San Filippo. We'll be able to work smarter and work faster thanks to these volunteers. Well, that's our 10 minutes. Uh, hope you found it valuable. Have a great rest of the week. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for making the world a better place. We'll see you in a couple weeks.